Hello, fantasy fans, and welcome to Swords and Satire, the podcast where we turn low fantasy into high art. I'm your dungeon manager, Jamie Mokel, here with my mythological co-hosts. I'm Chelsea Hollowell, an enchantress sent from another time to masquerade as a freedom-fighting witch. <laughs> that sounds about right. Nice. Yeah, I see that. I just spitfall this most of the time, folks. So you're an enchantress hiding yourself as a witch. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting disguise. <laughs> well, it's it's it doesn't work the way that humans think it works, you know? Fair. I might have to read about that in your biography sometime. <laughs> or grimoire? Hmm. Right. Book of Shadows? That's yeah, more on that to come. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm Jack Olander, an actor who made it big despite this being my first debut role. <laughs> That's fair. Nice. Well, guys, this week we are doing another Rewriting History mini-episode. And as is our tradition, we take the movie that we watched last week, or that we talked about last week, and we create either a sequel, a reboot, a spinoff, or a crossover... And I believe this week we're going to be doing a reboot for the movie Seventh Son, starring Ben Barnes, Jeff Bridges, Julianne Moore, and Alicia Vikander. That's right. Or Vikander? Probably Vikander. Sure. But hey, Chelsea, for those who don't remember last week's episode perfectly, who don't have perfect recall, why don't you tell us a few takeaways from Seventh Son? Tastes like human. <laughs> okay. Wrong Jeff Bridges movie. Shit. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be wild. So, takeaway number one there are all manner of fey folk, uh, and magic is real. That's not that crazy. Takeaway two there is a group of monster hunters called spooks that either fight against fey folk, mostly witches, or tend to other fey folk. What does that mean? We don't know. That's a little crazier. Exactly. <laughs> Takeaway three. <laughs> they <laughs> just make such a big point of saying like, oh, we don't kill them, we tend to them. It's, what does that then, mean? It means we kill them. <laughs> but we don't feel bad about it. <laughs> yep, I guess. Because <laughs> all we ever get is the lore about which witches to fight and who they are in the um, like witchy hierarchy. <laughs> in the in which parliament? Yeah. We never get any lore about like what tending to magic other magical beings that aren't violent means. So I think it means sleeping with them until they kill your wife and then locking them underground for 10 years. No, no, that's the witches. Ah, oh, right, right. Yeah, you're right. That's the ones you kill. Oh, right, right. After, you know, all of that. Oh, of course. Yes, yes. Okay, takeaway number whatever cuz I lost track. Three. Um, takeaway one. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um folklore the folklore of the seventh son 
might be real in this setting. It might also just be folklore. It's hard to tell. The movie does not seem to have a definitive answer. Yeah, because the main character that is not the main character, <laughs> who is a seventh son, has powers, but it turns out later it was because he was a half-witch, so the fact that he was a seventh son meant nothing. And I'm saying that much more calmly than I did last week. When you were not calm at all. <laughs> Chelsea was quite agitated by this film. I'm still angry about it when I say it out loud. It's more of a simmering rage now, right? Like, yeah. just like tempered by time. Yeah. But it is still a wound that you will not forget. It's more of an affront to my intelligence. And your decency. I remember last week Jack was saying that this movie killed some of his brain cells or something like that. <laughs> yes, the average human only uses 1% of their brain. <laughs> you're now screwed. I use a fraction of that. <laughs> After watching this movie, you're done. I'm just running on pure instinct now. Muscle <laughs> memory and instinct. Takeaway four. If you just kind of work with the witches and don't try to kill them... It probably means that you won't have war, but Jeff Bridges never learned that. Well, that it connects to takeaway five, which is, which is, if a witch falls for you, they will become completely obsessed and change their entire outlook and drive in life to either get with you or exact revenge on you. <laughs> that is what this movie wants you to believe. Yep. That's probably all we need. Next takeaway, Jeff Bridges is reprising his role as the guy from True Grit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which he also reprised in R.I.P.D. Oh, yeah. Takeaway 17. Um, Mother Malkin was the leader of the witches. She's the witch queen. And she's mad at Jeff Bridges because... They were having an affair, and then he locked her away for 10 years. After uh, she maybe killed his wife. Yeah. We're After not sure. After she was blamed for killing his wife. Right. She died of, like, the plague, and they're like, oh, it was clearly the witch. Right. And, you know, she's leading her people in a war against the humans because they don't really like getting killed all the time in human cities, you know? It's it's kind of weird, but... Ugh. <laughs> so complaining. It's one of those who killed who first situations. You know? Yeah. Like my favorite movie, Who Killed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, exactly like that, actually. Uh, what? It's who framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, it's like it that, too, actually. <laughs> well, then who killed him? Nobody. Poor mm. Roger Rabbit. You didn't hear? <laughs> I'm going to have to do some investigating. But first, let's talk about our idea for a reboot of Seventh Son. Now, we kind of touched on some ideas in last week's episode. We decided that because the Seventh Son lore is completely unimportant in this movie, we were going to change the title of the film to Son of a Witch, which is the much more pertinent part of Tom's power set, it seems like. Right. Um, he was the seventh son in the first movie. But uh, 
We have to make sure that people know there's an exclamation point at the end of that title. Son of a Son witch! Of witch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. So, yeah, uh, he's the, his father was the seventh son, and he's the seventh son of <laughs> I that. I think I broke you. <laughs> son of a witch! Aha! <laughs> so Tom is the seventh son of a seventh son, but also his mother is a probably fairly powerful witch yeah. who protects an entire town, like uses her magic to to like aid all the people, even though she's seems like she's maybe an outcast or something along those lines. She still protects this town using her not inconsiderable powers. She gives Tom a protective amulet, I believe. Yeah. Which she stole from Mother Malkin all those years ago. So powerful witch relic. Um so yeah, it, it almost feels like the seventh son thing is kind of not that important compared to the son of a witch thing. So that's why we're changing the title. Son of a witch! Another change I wanted to make was <laughs> I felt like it was... <laughs> Sorry. I really wish we just had a button to press that would play the sound clip of I you saying it like too. that over and over. Oh, now we will because I'm going to turn it into Soundboard. a soundbite. Son of a witch! Son of a witch! Son of a witch! I can't let you get through it. No, I know. I'm sorry. It's fine. Okay. Another change I wanted to make to the movie was I feel like. The Rooster Coburn, is that his name from True Grit? Codburn, yeah. Codburn. <laughs> I feel like that was such a like typical choice to make for current day Jeff Bridges as like, okay, which character am I going to channel? The same guy from R.I.P.D. and all this other nonsense. No, 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 no. I want to have this character channel the dude. In my opinion, the truly iconic Jeff Bridges character. So we're talking burnout stoner monster hunter who honestly like given how bad of a teacher gregory master gregory is in this movie he's more of a dude type in my opinion anyways he's kind of ineffectual he's kind of like disconnected he's already like burned out and kind of just wallowing in his existence and not really having drive or any desire to really do what he's doing he's more of a drunkard and less of a stoner but we could always change that around. yeah i want to i want to give him a little bit of pipe weed you know lord of the Rings style right uh you know i gotta just say rooster cockburn it's driving me crazy if i don't get that out that's that's not his name it's cope cope coburn cogburn i know but it i want to say rooster cockburn Ouch. It's a stupid joke, but I couldn't keep going. Until Sounds like a painful condition. Yeah. So I'm assuming you're saying that because it's rooster and also, you know, a exactly. cock. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's no ulterior reason you would think that that was no, no, something to say. All. So the bird that they brand onto their hand is a rooster that they brand onto their penis. Yes. Sweet Jesus. And that it's so that they fo- focus only on their work, I guess. 
Yeah. You know what? I don't think Stoner Gregory would uh, want to do that, actually. Quite frankly, if both Gregory and Tom had their penises branded, they wouldn't be in the mess that they get themselves into in this movie. Oh, boy. But then we wouldn't really have a film. So maybe it's like, well, also, wait, hold on. <laughs> well, I'm trying to move away from the rooster thing. <laughs> right. You're trying to trap me in this. This is entrapment. <laughs> And yeah. he has a rooster on his revolver six shooter gun. No, too. no, 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 sword, oh, wait, no. Sword no. master. Master Spook. We I have guess to come sure. up with a better name for that. I agree. I, I wanna change that. I wanna change him to channeling the dude. I, Jeff Bridges, I wanna change to channeling the dude instead of Rooster. Um and then Chelsea, you had some changes that I know you wanted to make. Yeah, I felt like Gregory Jeff Bridges was an unreliable narrator and other characters in the movie pointed that out themselves. And we're just supposed to take his word on it that Mother Malkin killed his wife. No, they don't show what happened in the movie. And he it's just his word. And then he imprisons her himself without trial or anything, I assume. Ugh, and he, he, he says later that he tricked her into her prison. So I think that he just didn't want to deal with the repercussions of his whole life blowing up. From I mean, who being, does? Uh, having an affair. And he just wanted somebody to blame everything on. And so he he just blamed Mother Malkin. And she was an easy uh, mark. Yeah. And she's... Or target, I guess. It was a bad breakup. She's retaliating. She wants to restore her good name. She wants to restore the grandeur of her people. And she wants to defend them and keep them from being slaughtered in the streets. Aren't these the things we all want? Yeah. And so I, I just want to say real quick, I want to recast her as the leader of a freedom fighter group. A witch liberation front? Exactly. That's perfect. That's the name. Yeah, you see, she's in charge of this tense movement. People are out to get them. You know, they're out to kill them. Patriarchal society, they're women with superpowers. You gotta stop them, right? Well, and men, too. It's, it's, in the movie, witches don't seem to be uh, completely female-gendered. Yeah, there yes. were men. But I think that would be an interesting rewrite. Okay. Because the original movie was very patriarchal. Yes. The like seventh son of a seventh son. Yeah. It's like, yeah. okay. We, yeah, ignoring the whole son of a witch thing. Yeah, yeah. and like, just and to so, remind people, the seventh son has to, that is a very patriarchal concept because you don't get the superpowers if you have any sisters in between any of the sons, and it's really fucked up. Mm -hmm. Okay, go ahead. I was thinking... Even though we're following a different character, it might be interesting if it seems like society doesn't really acknowledge or care about male witches. People are like, oh, they can only be women, right? Okay. And Gregory actually recruits the main boyo. What's his name again? Tom. 
the Gregory recruits Tom because he's a powerful half son of a witch. Okay, okay, that's and interesting. When yeah. they start fighting the creatures of darkness, the superstitious villagers start being like, you know, I heard he was a seventh son of a seventh son, and that's why he has powers. He's like, you know, actually, I'm a male witch. And they're like, what? No. <laughs> He's like, you know, there's actually lots of evidence. And they're like, oh, you're talking a lot of crazy. You're just the chosen one. He must, this must be a seventh son thing. Just lying and, and like just fucking with people all the time. Or like he's trying to protect his family or something. Mm-hmm. And it could be Gregory's idea to kind of play up to the humans. This idea that he's the chosen one. Seems dangerous. It would yeah. get them a lot of gigs, though. Because yeah, they yeah. make money. They're like witchers. Witch witchers? <laughs> uh, these ones definitely aren't the witchiest. I'll tell you that. No. no. But Mother Malkin, right? Like yeah. I was saying before, she has a very stressful job leading the witches' liberation movement, right? Yeah. And she probably has really tense days. She has to be intimidating, but respectful and smart. Sometimes she needs someone to help her unwind, you know? Yeah. And Gregory the Dude Bridges is very <laughs> chill. Oh, man. That, that ties back really nicely to their dynamic between Maud and the Dude in The Big Lebowski, the last movie that Julianne Moore and Jeff Bridges were in together before this film. That mm. kind of works. Yeah. Maybe we should also have Mother Malkin lean into that mod style, which is very witchy if you think about it. Like yeah. from the Big Lebowski, kind of like arty and like very intelligent and, and has like a coterie of people around her at all times. Yeah, yeah. I might want to lean into seeing a few more witchy ritual spells. Yeah. Like kind of lean into, since we're following a witch as one of the ma more main protagonists. See sort of her struggles with coming back into witch society, which she was the ruler of for a long time. And just seeing her struggles against the humans, we'd be able to see more of what witches are kind of capable of. That would and be in cool. this one, it seems like Gregory is a little more positive with his relationship in regards to witches as well. Since, you know, he's teaming up with Tom, who in this one, his appeal is that he is a witch. And maybe that's why Gregory lets him use the staff, because it's clearly magical in nature. And maybe it's going this way because he is, we, in ours, he could still be the last one of his order. All the other ones died. And <clears throat> Gregory's like, we need to change our ways or our order's going to die out. And so that's why he decides to... <laughs> he says as he is the last one who has not died. Yeah, that he knows of. I mean, that's very um, dude of him. Yeah. Like, so, oh man, I better like maybe do something. I think something's not going right. Yeah. That could be <laughs> a a reason why he wants to be more of an ally to the witches and not fight against them. And maybe uh he tries to help them broker peace between them and the humans or something. And just yeah. change their ways from fighting or tending to just tending. Which, in our movie, has to mean, like, 
taking care of Fey folk and it, like ensuring that they have peace. Like a magical social worker. Yeah. Like you go around like, okay, the fairies aren't, you know, doing very good with the centaurs. So you got to step in like the centaurs are a little boorish and, and maybe encroaching on the fairies territory. So you have to step in and like help divide lines and find out how both parties can work together and live peacefully and coexist. You know, this means that he they wouldn't really be hunters anymore. And I was like, what? what would somebody like what we're describing be? And I was like, a druid. And he's a stoner druid. It's perfect. I mean, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's really stepping on Radagast the Brown's toes. <laughs> well, he can be the archetype instead of the witcher. Radagast the Brown can be the archetype. Well, that's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but why do we... I don't want to have Jeff Bridges covered in bird shit. <laughs> I mean, maybe just, you know, from the folklore doesn't have to be oh, from okay. the movie fine fine there's other wait what do you mean from the movie is there another version of that just kidding everybody i know the hobbit i love all 45 of those movies <laughs> yeah so we still don't know what we're gonna call them or it could just be what was their order called before the, the falcons? falcons okay the roosters <laughs> No, no, no. We're moving the away cocks. The dudes. No. <laughs> um, that's a good question. What are we going to call them? The Elder Gleam. No. That's from a game, I think. Pretty cool. Gilder Gleam is a tree in Skyrim. Oh, yeah. Ah. The Oak Brothers. Hmm. I, I don't, like, I, I see the nature-y side, but I feel like I want to lean more into the like communal parts of it, right? Like they he's supposed to be brokering peace and solving problems. The problem solvers. What an excellent name. You could call it the brotherhood of something. The brotherhood of something. Oh, that's not very inclusive. Oh. The gender neutral siblinghood of tending to what needs to be tended to. The tenders. And killing what needs the to tenders. the tenders. <laughs> They're roosters, so they're chicken tenders. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> what if they just call them helpers? No, God. <laughs> the anthropologist. No. <laughs> what a horrifying name that would be. We are spending way too long trying to come up with a name for this silly group. <laughs> Oh, it's it's very important because it was potentially very cool in the movie and it and it they didn't do anything with it. Yeah, they just so, fucking called them the spooks and that was terrible. Yeah, let's come up with a lore reason for a name. Like what? They could just call them like Knights of the Fae or something because they deal with witches and outer creatures. And knights exist in other orders. We saw one of them confronting Gregory in a bar in the first scene. That's cool. I do think it would be cool if one of the reasons Gregory survived is because he worked with witches, like we were saying. And that's kind of his thought process. There's a scene where he's like, 
you know, Tom, I see you are making a lady friend among the witches, a romantic partner. And that's a, you know, that's a pretty good thing you got going there. But I'm actually looking to recruit them as soldiers, right? Or I'm kind of trying to help them diplomatically. And they're on a mission for freedom and liberation. And they're kind of on the verge of war. And maybe he has a tenser relationship with the witches these days because he's worried about the direction they're taking their powers. Yeah. As tensions are kind of rising between humans and witches, he's kind of warning Tom, like, this isn't going to go well. And we need some of them to not go on the warpath so they'll join up with us and tend to monsters. Because... Oh... If they all die in a war against humans or become villainized, then our group is going to die when they die. Yeah. Right? That's a good point. And I like how he, well, I like how your description of, in your description of him, he wants to, al like, not only ally himself with witches, but work together with them to help tend to the other fey folk and take care of the other fey folk. Mm -hmm. You gotta, like, come together in unity, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, look, everyone else, they're gone. Just me now. We're all just knights, and we're fighting supernatural stuff. These witches, they're supernatural, and they're humans. Why don't they help us deal with supernatural stuff? And they don't even have to fight all of them because they have tools that we don't have. Do you think it would be good to have some kind of a big bad fae that they all have to fight against? And who's been manipulating them to fight amongst themselves this whole time? I was kind of imagining the real villain of the movie was going to be Misunderstanding. Maleficent. Yeah. But, you know, we have a monster, too, I guess. Well, it kind of... My idea of, like, the monster manipulating people behind the scenes and uh, instigating them to fight one another is kind of, like, misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that works. And they can be, like, a changeling or something. Yeah. Somebody who was wronged and who has to be redeemed. Yeah. And maybe they want the witches to fight back because they they're worried that if uh the witches are like the most powerful fae folk and so the the changeling would be worried that if the witches just kind of compromise and sue for peace that they might lose their culture or be attacked by the humans later on and that's what is driving them I try to get people to fight. I think it would be interesting to change the uh, or to turn the story of changelings on its head and have the changeling be angry that they were left with a human family because they found out like they, they grew up in this like kind of rough human culture. And when they found out about other fae, they were like, why did you leave me with these fucking humans? They're the worst. Like I live, <laughs> you guys live in a utopia and you just send me away to, to like, grovel and, and have to work on a farm? <laughs> have you ever walked down a muddy street with plague carts 
It's bad. Oh, you should come to Tiernanog. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I exactly. Want like the what? I want to. <laughs> See, I, I like this idea of this really like pissed off changeling. He's like, I I could have lived and grown up in this wonderful fey forest, and instead I had to live with these fucking humans. Yeah. And then you know, part of Gregory and Tom's mission can then to not only help the fey, but to rise up the people too right. to bring everyone out of destitution for the benefit of all living creatures i'd kind of like a scene early in the film where mother malkin has kind of reestablished herself as being the head of this movement right yeah and she's trying to get it sort of legitimized yeah and she's a queen so she has some say she has some notoriety right so she kind of holds some social prestige. That's exactly the word I was looking for. Some witchiness. Wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> so she holds like a court. Yeah. Like a ball at her castle with some of the other fey groups. Okay. And Gregory being the last of his order also counts as like the head of one of those orders that deals with the super. Yeah. yeah, he's a representative. And so they go and they see like fairies and witches and stuff as just cool. a fun cameo. I think it would be fun for our swords and satire reboot if Maleficent was there. Nice. <laughs> just kind of courting, yeah. socializing. Oh man, that negotiating with Disney is going to be a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, that could be where they pick up some recruits because maybe they find their buddy Tusk there. Oh, I like it. The troll. I want to bring in Tusk because he's like the best character from the actual movie. Yeah, Tusk could be one of the like troll ambassador or, you know, representatives yeah. that was sent here. And he has like decent reputation with humans just because he's like not killing people on sight. Maybe he's worked with Gregory already in the past. And he's they a chill together. He's a troll of few words, you know. People sometimes think he's standoffish, but, you know, he's hiding, you know what they say, like, still waters run deep. Yes. Mm -hmm. Also, that changeling that doesn't like the way he was raised in human society could be recruited to them there. Well, no, I think that that's the villain of the movie. Yeah. They're the ones oh. planting the seeds and, like, messing with Gregory and Tom's work and manipulating people behind the scenes, planting false mm. evidence, just generally making a mess of things. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to get the humans and the witches to fight because they probably want to do away with the human settlements because of how... Poorly they were treated when they were growing up there. And, you know, a ball is a great place for a little political intrigue, a little bit of, you know, nice set design and some great costumes, some costume changes. That's something this movie really needed in anyways. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Also, I think that werebear that they fought yeah. should be a character that they recruit onto their team at the ball instead. Hell yeah. Because you were okay. mentioning druids. He's he turns into a bear. That's yeah. his whole thing. So if they got him on their side, I would like to see it where instead of the movie taking course over like a week, the way it kind of does in the film, 
if it has some like time jumps yeah. as the story develops and in between time jumps you just kind of see around their base the fort that they operate out of more members just in the background kind of reforging armor like in the beginning they don't have a blacksmith then later you see someone is making new gear for them and stuff that's and that's another thing that the first movie that the 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 actual movie we watched sorely lacked was good world building. It didn't, you know, there was all these cool things I talked about last week, like this monster weakness lore about like powdered silver and metal shavings and stuff, but they don't explain any of it. They just expect everybody in the audience to know what that stuff is. And I feel like that's an, a fine Easter egg to some extent, but they did it so many times. I think that a, general audience would just look at a movie like that and go well nothing's getting explained so i don't really care like in lord of the rings they do a good job in the films they do a good job of touching on the lore explaining the story and getting you into the world and this movie fails that so often by not telling you why you know if you don't know anything about the fey folk you wouldn't know about like weakness to cold steel and things like that that are in this movie but not built up in any interesting way yeah it would be pretty good if there were like maybe like time stamps or you know just clear jumps in time montages yeah they've gone from like the first two or three members of their group next time you see them they have like 20 which they pulled like humans who are sympathetic to the fey creatures or witches as tensions are rising Humans are picking sides. Witches are even picking sides. In the original film, the mom was defending human settlements. She kind of took a stance against the witches. It might be interesting if there were fey folk and witches and just monsters in general who are fighting to keep society the way it is because it's more beneficial to them. Maybe like vampire, you know, the odd vampire or something like that. We're just like, you know, I'm living it up right now. I don't really want things to change. Stuff like that. And so nice. they could have a really interesting mix of people who are joining the cock guard. <laughs> and <laughs> You guys are the worst. <laughs> and uh, what what did we call them? The Fae the Guard? The Fae Knights? The, the Fae Friends. The Fae oh, Friends. Yeah, yeah, that's dude, good. That's what it is. Fae Friends. Yes. So I just really feel like I want them to figure out at some point that the changeling is behind all this and try to convince people and they can't. So like they kind of reveal who they are and they have some evidence against them, like at the culmination of some final battle or something like they like can get them out there before the like when the armies are facing off maybe but i i would love it if the final confrontation with the changeling could go something like it did in ant-man and the wasp with the antagonist where they actually end up helping them okay well that not the final antagonist i mean you you're talking about with ghost or whatever yeah with geist yeah yeah that's like the that's they they establish her as like the antagonist in the beginning and then you get more of her backstory yeah but then they do end up in that movie going on fighting another like 
arms dealer or something. <laughs> oh yeah. But um yeah, they actually they she is the antagonist for much of the movie and then they find out more about her and end up helping her. Yeah, I mean maybe they find out about the the issues and the hardships that the changing went through after a big epic fight scene because right. this is an action movie. Yeah. Action fantasy. And then like, you know, what, like here's a crazy idea, like totally original. What if like the changeling and Tom's mothers have the same name? <laughs> no. And that's what unites them. No. Why did you say that name? Why did you say that? <laughs> Just pick any name out of thin air, like Martha. Oh, God. No, that sounds okay. like a name two different moms would have. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no, but seriously, what if it has more to do with, maybe they finally ask, like, why are you so mad at us? And then the changing explains the difficulties that they went through. And then Tom and... Gregory can be like, you know what? You're very right. They can affirm, like, some humans don't know how to care for others. They don't know how to express themselves because cultural norms are often very damaging towards its, like, most vulnerable members. And, you know, we're trying to create this world. And maybe they finally say something that convinces the changing, like, you can come help us. And then they decide to team up with the Fey friends and become like basically a social worker for all fairy kind and humankind. Yeah. What if one of the reasons the changeling starts taking action against them yeah. is when he starts hearing the seventh son of the seventh son BS that is going around? He's like, oh, he's oh, the chosen one. Nice. Well, I, I, and just because he was born like that. Well, I was born a fairy, and my life is shit, right? Just because I'm a changeling, I, I got a bad life. Why does he get this, right? Yeah, and he didn't it, earn it. You know. Yes, he would be understandably upset about these different hierarchical systems that are in place around him. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And he sees all these people. All these humans and Fae joining the Fae friends. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, why Why do I have to struggle and deceive so much for power? And people just go to this chosen one for nothing, right? Everything comes so easily to him when I struggle. Right. Okay. And then in the final fight, He's like, they've kind of defeated this changeling, right? And he's like, oh, typical chosen one. I guess I never stood a chance. You get everything you want. And he's like, oh, the seventh son thing? That's bullshit. I'm just a half witch. And he's like, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> I was gonna say, what if the changeling was replaced with one of Tom's brothers? But that's probably just too much Thor and Loki. Oh, yeah. What if he was Gregory's brother? <laughs> I was thinking, what if he was, like, maybe not if he replaced Gregory? Like, Gregory was taken in by the Fae, and that's why he was working with witches at all, but then he was saved from them, at, uh, like, as a young lad by the Fae friends. The Order. Oh, I see. And that's why he joined them. Yeah. So Gregory was a baby who was kidnapped by fairies and yeah. raised amongst them. And then 
was Oh, and the out. changeling that was left. You know when fairies do that, they leave a changeling in the baby's place. Right. That's yeah, the exactly. folklore. So that the, the changeling is the one who was raised by Gregory's family, and his family was shit. Huh. <laughs> that's, that kind of works. Yeah. And that's why Gregory is so chill in our version. He, <laughs> was, he raised was raised by, by fairies. fairies. Oh, that's, that's, that's really so good. good. I like that. Oh, yeah. He's like, dude, back in the grove it's just like you know we just like hang out and like we just go uh throw these balls down at these wooden sticks and knock over the sticks let's just go back to my place there's a circle of mushrooms right in that grove over there (laughs) fuck it dude let's go arching Yeah. yeah you see and that's why he's he's so chill with all the forces of the fae he has more of a tend to than kill ideal with them. And that's why he has this idea that, like, I'm the last of my order. Because my order was super violent and their hearts were in the right place. But I know what's up. He's also, I know how to deal with them more than they do. He's also got this sweet uh, mat of moss that really ties his hut together. Yes, he does. He does. Nice. Well, guys, I think we've got an excellent framework here to build off of. Yeah. Now all we need is a tagline for this movie. And we remind people our title is Son of a Witch. Because I'm sure you've forgotten because we <laughs> have not said it enough times. <laughs> a tagline for this movie. <laughs> What the fae? <laughs> oh, I like that. That's pretty good. Yeah. Son of a witch. What the fae? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> He's the chillest monster hunter there is. But I guess that'd be more about Gregory than Yeah. Damn. When you're at the brink of war, it takes the chillest dude to turn the tides of battle. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. It's still oh, about Gregory, yeah. though, and not Tom, who's kind of the titular oh, yeah, character. Oh, right. <laughs> We've talked mostly about Gregory and the changeling, so it's hard <laughs> to... Uh... I feel like Tom being a witch and just using the Seventh Son as a reputation thing already gives him way more depth than he did in the movie. Yeah, it gives him yeah. an actual character trait and characterization. Mm-hmm. He's confident. He believes in unification and kind of standing up for the right. You know, it just already has so many more implications. It takes a man from both worlds to unite them together. Oh, that's it. That's it. Yes. I love that. <laughs> that's so good. Okay. All right. Well, great work, everybody. We're going to call up the studio and get this script uh, written out so that we can start production as soon as possible. I mean, obviously, once it's safe to be, you know, producing movies. We can't all just be at our computer in front of a green screen. No, unfortunately, I don't think that would really fit the epic scale of this film. But thank you all for tuning in to this special Rewriting History mini-episode. If you have any ideas for how we can make Son of a Witch even better, 
let us know uh, at swordsandsatire at gmail.com or at swordsandsatire on Instagram and Twitter. Hit us up with your ideas and uh, other ways that we can really lean into the dutiness of Jeff Bridges' character. Ha! <laughs> Duty. And if you want to engage more in the Swords and Satire community, you can check us out on Facebook. We post memes there and on Instagram every week. And fun updates. Sometimes we even let you know what movie we're going to do next. Yep. And if you want to support the show, you can tell your friends and family to listen in to our, to our episodes. Or go over to Patreon and become a patron of the show. For just a few dollars a month. That would be totes cool. Also, if you want to check out some sweet video game and board game streams on Twitch, you can follow me at Neon Orlock. That's O-R-L-O-K, like the count. And be sure to follow the Swords and Satire Twitch, too, so that you can tune in for our Black Friday charity stream. We're also looking for a charity that our proceeds can go to. So if you have any ideas for that, you can hit us up at all of those uh, places we mentioned before. But until next time, keep writing your stories. Later. Bye.